Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real News Live update for Tuesday, December 12th, December 8th, December 8th, 2020, the day after Pearl Harbor Day. And we didn't acknowledge Pearl Harbor Day yesterday, and I wish we would have had we would have done that. Uh, very significant day to remember, December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy infamy. I'm your host, I'm Mike Barra. I'm joined today by TV's Blake Wally from somewhere east of California. Blake, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be here as always. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, thanks everybody for being here. Don't forget to uh, visit our sponsor, ungovernedtees.com, where you can pick up wonderful shirts like this Obama Trader t-shirt and lots of other cool ones we'll be showing you here. And then Casey's been modeling some. We're going to have Casey model some more as time goes by. And you can use the discount code RN2021 for a 20% discount. So Real News 2021. Okay, I think that uh, another place we should start, uh, Blake, really is uh, with another significant event uh, kind of along the military lines of uh, the death of General Chuck Yeager, Brigadier General Chuck Yeager, the man who broke the sound barrier, first man to break the sound barrier back in the 1950s. And the X-1 passed away yesterday. He was, gosh, 97 years old. He was part of the, uh, the Right Stuff uh, film and book series. I think he outlived Jack Lane even. Huh. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that history really kind of forgot until that movie came out in the early 1980s. And I just, you know, again, he's a great patriot. He was the guy who said when they when they did the first man film about Neil Armstrong and didn't show them planting the flag on the moon, he said, that's not the Neil Armstrong I knew Neil Armstrong was a patriot. So uh, I don't know, Blake, what, you got any thoughts about uh, about the passing of General Yeager? I, I should have more. He is known as, yeah, he's an American badass. And, uh, yeah, he's done some amazing things. And he's kind of been forgotten. But, yeah, he's 97, so he's going to be partially retired. But I, I read that he, uh, you know, broke the sound barrier uh, even when he was in his 80s, I think. Not that, not terribly long ago or at least maybe 20 years ago again. Um, yeah, he's a pretty awesome guy. And now I think that he's passed that we're going to see a lot of his accomplishments and we're going to be uh, pretty wowed the American public and good for him. He, he deserves all the credit. He's uh yeah, quite a, yeah. The legend as uh, Christian says, yeah. Interesting character. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's amazing to have lived a life where you did something like breaking the sound barrier, becoming the first man to break the sound barrier and, going into kind of obscurity and then coming back into all this prominence and becoming such a significant person. And I think, um, I think, um, uh, two, two quotes from Chuck Yeager that I thought were hilarious is, uh, you know, um, in, in Vietnam, he fought in four wars. He flew in four different wars. And, and when he was flying in Vietnam, he was flying in an F4 Phantom. Now the F4 Phantom was really interesting because the higher ups had decided that dogfighting was a thing of the past, that all air combat was going to take place with air-to-air -air missiles. You were going to fire at distance. You were never even going to see the enemy, and that's how everything was going to be battled from now on. So on the early F-4 Phantom, they didn't put a cannon. They didn't put a gun on it. Usually they, these planes have 20-millimeter cannons. And Jaeger went and bitterly complained to his commanding officer that this plane, first of all, it flies like a truck. You know, he said, if you put, if you put big enough engines on a brick, you can make a brick fly. But 
uh, he said, you know, you got to have a cannon because you're going to get into dogfights. And they said, you know, you're, you know, you're an old school pilot. You still think you're flying out there with your leather helmet and your goggles and your, your scarf around your neck. And that's just not going to happen anymore. It's all going to be air to air combat. So he relays that during a, during a fight in a air, air battle in the Vietnam war, you know, the Phantom was a two seater. He had a guy behind him who was his radio uh, and radar operator. And uh, he said to the kid behind him, as they got into this battle, they fired all their missiles. The, it was indecisive. And uh, they got into a, a dogfight with a couple of MiG, uh, MiG-21s and MiG-17s. And he said, uh, he said, son, I want you to just relax. Don't you worry about a thing because I have it on higher authority that this is not happening. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because his commanding officer had told him that there weren't going to be any more dogfights. And then another story, another thing he said once was... Um, he talked about the first jet fighter, the German ME-262, which was a jet fighter, which was so fast that it, it could, there's nothing the allies could do about it. He said he flew circles around us, shoot us down anytime he wanted. But fortunately, Hitler was an idiot. <laughs> and he insisted that the thing drop bombs instead of shooting down every American plane in the sky. And he felt very strongly that that had helped the Americans win World War II. Because if they had deployed that airplane in the numbers they had and just shot down everything in the sky, they could have really damaged the American um, the American uh, Air Force back in, in World War II. So he was a he was a brilliant guy, a funny guy, a uh, talented man, and somebody that uh, he's an American who they don't make Americans like that anymore. And I, I think he certainly certainly will be missed. Okay. Um, uh, I think, you know, one other thing that, that came up that I, I, it's a little off our typical topics here, but I think is worth mentioning, which is that yesterday, a former Israeli space security chief named Chaim Eshed revealed that aliens from a galactic federation had been in contact with both the United States and Israel for years, but that humanity could not, was not yet ready to be told this information. So, um, you know, basically he said, hey, the Galactic Federation has been in contact with us for a long time. They come from somewhere else. Um, he said, uh, the, in the interview, he said, um, <clears throat> he gave further descriptions of exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the US, which ostensibly had been made because they were they wished to research and understand the fabric of the universe, whoever these aliens are. Uh, the cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. And Blake, I don't know if you know about this, but in my previous life, I, I did a lot. I wrote two books about Mars, three books about Mars. I know all kinds of stuff about bases on Mars and they're all ancient and they're all extraterrestrial. They're not, they're not human, but, um, uh, the cooperation includes a secret base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. And he said that Donald Trump was aware of the aliens, but that he was on, he was on the verge of disclosing their existence. However, the Galactic Federation of Light reportedly stopped him from doing so, saying they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt humanity needed to evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Um, 
I don't know, Blake, what's your take on this story? Before I give you my take, I'd like to get your take on this particular. Sure. Um, yeah, interesting. The Federation, I mean, it sounds like it directly out of Star Trek. And of course, and there they can't, you know, they can't break the prime directive always because they're exploring the galaxy and you can't mess with these uh, civilizations that aren't uh, evolved to a certain point and have the first contact yet. So I get it, but it sounds like it's, you know, he's taking it from there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll probably just uh, pass it on to you. That You were the uh, expert here on uh, Mar all things Martian and aliens. So, Well, presidents, presidents before have hinted about aliens. Ronald Reagan certainly did. Reagan had an, ex an alien encounter, a direct encounter with uh, alien species back in the early 1960s. And they're the ones, according to him, who told him, we want you to go into politics. And that's why he went into politics and quit acting. Um, but it, it, it goes way deeper than that. And of course, the thing that I find, um, you know, not really very, doesn't make me very happy is that, you know, the usual suspects, and I'm not going to mention any names like, you know, Linda Moulton Howe or, you know, the usual suspects, but the usual suspects, you know, of course, they're, they're balls deep in this thing. Oh, the aliens are here, you know, oh yeah, proves everything we've been saying. But, you know, here's the thing, Blake. If we're in, in touch with an alien extraterrestrial or, or alien intelligence, it is not going to operate with the same thought processes that we do. The way their brains work is going to be completely different. Their motives and agendas are going to be different. And, and again, the very fact of what you brought up, that it all seems to follow Star Trek, just shows me that this story is coming from a human mind not an alien mind. You know, I, I always use this as a standard whenever I would do my alien TV shows like Uncovering Aliens or Pr Truth Behind the Moon Landings. The thing is, when I would deal with people who allegedly had direct e encounters with alien intelligence, if they weren't a little weird, I didn't trust them because anybody who had an encounter with a non-human intelligence if it doesn't make you a little bit crazy, I don't know what does. So, I mean, again, you know, again, folks, let's not all go so balls deep into this stuff and believe it. It's just one of those things that's probably not really, you know, probably not really going to ever amount to anything. Now, uh, would the president release information on aliens and extraterrestrials? I think he wants to, but I think it's a second term thing. And I, I do think at this point that he's going to have a second term. Okay, uh, another yeah, thing against it, yeah. Um, I, I do believe that there is maybe a, a potentially a, a breakaway civilization that did happen, and there could be bases on Mars. You'd tie it back into the Hitler and the Nazi and World War II and Operation High Jump and all kinds of weird stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know what to believe anymore, but it certainly is fascinating. I, I hope we get to get some kind of contact at, at a certain point. That would be, uh, yes, a new earth and a new uh, future. And uh, I can only imagine that and opening that door and exploring the galaxy. It's very exciting stuff, but we'll it's wait. It's kind, kind of a Pandora's box situation. You know, you yeah. better be careful if you open it. You don't know what's going to happen. But I think we're, we're pretty close to being ready. And the truth is we have had contacts with alien civilizations. Blake, I think everybody knows that. God, did you not watch the X-Files, folks? I mean, people are always like, oh, governments know about aliens. Yeah, no shit. Who doesn't believe that, Blake, right? I mean, did you guys watch the X-Files? I was a huge fan of it. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, I think that it's it, it's one of these things that's totally overblown. Um, 
And I, I really do think the president would like to get this information out, but there's a lot of stuff we have to deal with here on our own planet first before we get there. So speaking of that, it came out yesterday that one of President Trump's harshest critics, a creep from California named Representative Eric Swalwell, guess what? Turns out he had a Chinese girlfriend who was a spy. He was banging this girl on the side. She was an intern placed into his uh, inner circle by the Chinese. Turns out that the Russian collusion conspiracy theorist, Eric Swalwell, who was the biggest guy saying that Trump was an agent on the take from the Russians with no, with absolutely no evidence whatsoever, uh, pushed without evidence for years that he that that China was not a threat, but Russia was a threat. He used it to attack the president, try to get the president impeached. Donald Trump Jr. responded yesterday. So Eric, Representative Swalwell, who spent years saying I was an agent of Russia, was literally sleeping with a Chinese spy at the same time. You can't make this stuff up. How can this compromised individual moron? continue to sit on the intelligence committee. I agree, and Mr. President, why don't you take away his security clearance? Now, if you guys do not know who Eric Swalwell is, I'm just gonna remind you with We're this little We're on the phone play. listening to the president talk about this swap of dirt for US military aid. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election and the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And that, folks, is Representative Eric Swalwell, also known to most of us here on this show as, guess what, Blake? Farticus. Any comments from you on Eric Swalwell? Um, you know, he, yeah, he, he's one of the most, he was one of the worst candidates they had because they had a, a field of 17 and there weren't a whole lot that, you know, that Biden was better than, but he was one of them. He, he was one of the absolute worst, most laughable people, him and Beto O'Rourke and probably uh, Castro. Uh, yeah, they, they had a few and, and yeah, he, that, and this is just absolutely hilarious and the irony and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> This has been a great story. This has kind of been uh, an early uh, Christmas surprise, I think. Uh, you got to figure that it's going to catch up to him at some point. And it looks like it just did. Yeah, great write-up in Axios, and everybody's carrying it. And now um, he's got some explaining to do. So very hilarious. Well, isn't it interesting that all the people who are screaming Russia conspiracy, like Eric Swalwell and Dianne Feinstein, are actually have had Chinese spies in their employ. And guess what? They're all connected to China. The only question now, Blake, is is this stuff going to be pursued? Are these going to people be, be all these people going to be brought to justice? And what is William Elton Barr going to do about it? You know, I, I, yeah. It seems like they have a second term. Otherwise, it's forget. Yeah. Yeah, if there's no second term, they they will just walk away clean um, without a problem. So um, now today, the big focus today is going to be on the state of Pennsylvania. Today is pretty much Pennsylvania Day, I think we can say. And there's a lot of reasons for this. First of all, there was a whole lot of voter fraud, of course, in Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk about some of it. Laura Trump, the uh, daughter-in-law of the president, had a great post yesterday on Twitter, and this is what she put up. She said, imagine flipping a coin, 
908 times and getting heads 52% of the time. Tails, of course, 48% of the time, meaning Donald Trump's lead over Joe Biden in Michigan. Then suddenly at 3 a.m., you flip it 154,000 times in a row and it's 100% tails for Joe Biden. That's Michigan. And I think that it's, it's examples like this that do a great job of simply explaining to people, this is how you identify fraud. There's absolutely no question that there was fraud in Michigan. Now, uh, other people have come out. There's uh, Dan Ball over at OAN gave an interview with a former Army intelligence officer and uh, a, a legal advisor named Seth Kessel, who advised the Linwood Sidney Powell team, who's a statistician, who said that the results of his data analysis show that not just in Michigan, but more instances of results that are so far out of line like that, that the only reasonable explanation is fraud. Now, this is a, a huge, um, long, long video. We're not going to play the whole thing. We're just going to play a few minutes of it here to give you guys an idea of what Mr. Ball is saying. Welcome back to Real America. Thanks for sticking with us. All right, joining me next is a former Army intelligence officer. He was a captain, served in Afghanistan, but now he has a brand new mission. He has, for the last few weeks, been looking, digging into all of this election fraud. He's also now a part of the uh, Wood and Powell legal advisory team. He's been helping them investigate. Seth Keschel joins the show to talk about what they are uncovering. Seth, first of all, thank you for your service and thank you for coming on the show. I don't know if you could hear the guests before you and what we were discussing, uh, but we kind of did a recap of the entire week and we showed a bunch of clips from testimony from Arlington, Virginia, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, trying to cover the bases to remind folks the mountain of evidence that has been put forth in front of the American people this week. But I want to back up and have you tell them what you've been doing and where you've been digging, and then we'll get into what you've uncovered. Well, thanks for having me on, Dan. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a whirlwind, to be honest with you. Uh, we've been uncovering massive amounts of statistical disparity, and, and that's where I come in, just seeing the data from a 30,000-foot view and being able to explain that really in layman's terms. So I'd say that that's probably the best use of this information for the audience is to get that conversation going and begin the conversation of how these numbers are how they came out, how they came to be, because they're definitely abnormal. I'm so thankful there are such such. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it uh, stop it there because there's just so much. It's an 11 minute video, um, and that's that's really uh, too long. But the bottom line is that what he's gonna say if you go to if you go to Disclose TV and watch that video, or sorry, go to Gateway Pundit and watch that video. What you will see is that he has incontrovertible statistical evidence of massive voter fraud in it, all six disputed states and probably every other state as well, Blake. Um, you know, again, the interesting thing is, is that I think this is going to lead us to to a big, uh, big deal today when uh, Pennsylvania's case gets taken to the Supreme Court. Um, how do you I don't know. What do you what do you think about whether or not this is going to go anywhere in, in the Supreme Court? Well, I think we got some uh, good news from um, was it just Supreme Court Justice Alito? Uh, I know there's been talk about I know Ted Cruz maybe taking a case to the Supreme Court. I mean, there's a lot of people lining up, and of course, I know you're probably gonna get to the other story with with, with Texas. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, and they had some interesting, uh, I think Tom Fitton, one of your uh, the favorites, put out some uh, interesting statistics on that too. Um, yeah, there's been several people coming out, and the mathematicians, they, they banned the one from Arizona when he was calling out uh, mm-hmm. all the fraud there. So it, it's going to catch up. So, um, And I know Trump was saying it's going to be a big couple of days, so I hope there's uh, – something uh, coming today we'll see on Pennsylvania. yeah it, it, it really is you know the interesting thing blake is that what this guy basically says is that um you don't need anything more than the statistical evidence you don't need the people who saw the votes being trucked in from out of state you don't need the fake paper ballots you don't need the pre-printed paper ballots that were created in china you don't need the people uh hiding the boxes of fake ballots under the desks and then bringing them out and running them through the machines you know 18 times in georgia thousands at a time to try to give joe biden the win all you need really is statistical statistical evidence. And of course, what's happening today is that the cases are going to be presented, the lawsuit and Pennsylvania's defense today before Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, as you alluded to, is going to be presented. In fact, it's probably going on right now. And then Justice Alito is going to rule. Now, interestingly, yesterday, our friend of the show, Jennifer Falad-Doring, said that he's not going to rule right away. He's going to wait a little bit to make it look like he's taking it seriously. And then he's going to rule late tonight or sometime on late, sorry, Wednesday or sometime on Thursday. So it's going to take a little while. But here's the interesting thing that I just find absolutely fascinating, which is that the, uh, the state of Pennsylvania, believe it or not, Blake, the state of Pennsylvania actually went to the court late yesterday and argued, believe it or not, they argued that even though the judge might find fraud, he shouldn't allow the case to go forward. Here's their actual statement. Pennsylvania's filed this brief requested by a leader to the Supreme Court. They basically urged the court not to open Pandora's box. Again, Blake, Pandora's box, aliens and voter fraud, even if federal laws the U.S. Constitution have been violated. The petitioners asked this court, here's the statement, to undertake one of the most dramatic, disruptive invocations of judicial power in the history of the Republic. No court has ever issued an order nullifying a governor's certification of presidential election results. So what? It's about time, right? And for good reason. Once the door is open to judicial invalidation of presidential election results, it will be awfully hard to close that door again. My opinion there is good. The loss of public trust in our constitutional order resulting from the exercise of this kind of judicial power would be incalculable. So again, the state of the state of Pennsylvania, Blake, is arguing that even though they're basically admitting laws are broken, that the court's going to find that. But they're saying, don't do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, the fraud is incalculable. So, um, and I guess they would be freaking out right now if it's going to catch up to them and some people are going to get into a lot of trouble. So I guess I don't, uh, I I guess I completely understand why they would uh, be afraid of that coming out. So but I, uh, I, I think me and, and also a lot of other people would be really uh, curious to see what's going on there. It's been an unprecedented year, and this is an unprecedented case. <laughs> and uh, it's time for justice to start swinging the other way. So bring it on. Yeah, you, fr- you fucking nailed it right there, TV's Blake Wally, because that's it. I mean, you know, again, this is the first time anybody seriously has pursued 
election fraud to the Supreme Court in a realistic way. And just because it's the first time doesn't mean, I mean, they're basically saying you should abrogate the law, even though the Supreme Court's job is to uphold the law, even if the individual states don't. And look, I think this is the linchpin. I think this ruling today, uh, Blake, is is really going to be, uh, or tomorrow or Thursday, again, Jennifer had it Wednesday night, I think primarily. Um, this ruling is the key. If if he vacates or sends it back or, or you know, has a recap, whatever Alito does, if he supports the plaintiffs, which are Sidney Powell and the president's attorneys, if he supports their claim, then Pandora's box is open. But so what? It's time to unleash the chaos against this corrupt, rotten republic. It's like the Roman Republic and Trump is Caesar, and it's time to legally open everything up. 175 people uh, on the stream right now. Thanks for being here, guys. Don't forget to like the videos, subscribe to both channels, Mike Barra Official and The Peelback Report. Don't forget to leave comments, and don't forget to support the channel with paypal.me slash Mike Barra, Venmo at Mike-Barra, also TV's Blake Wally. It's uh, paypal.me slash Blake Wally. You can support him too. Don't forget to visit our sponsors, ungovernedtees.com. Use the discount code RN2021 for a discount off your awesome patriotic t-shirts. And we're going to be coming up with... Um, with new ones, I think one of the shirts that needs to be out there, although it's going to have a short sales time, is uh, Bridget. If you're out there, the whole world knows Trump won. We need we need that T-shirt. The whole world knows that Trump won because the whole world does. Now we're not done with Pennsylvania yet, Blake. We got one more thing to talk about. There's a guy out there, uh, Code Monkey Z, on Twitter, and he is the son of the guy who runs the eight chan four chan eight coon boards that Q has been posting on. He quit his job there after the election to devote himself to doing computer and statistical analysis of a lot of this voter fraud. And he's been contributing a lot to these cases too, helping support the legal cases. And he posted earlier today, I have a feeling Trump is going to secure Pennsylvania's electoral college votes today is what he means. The falling of the first domino is important because of the momentum it gives to all the cases hitting the Supreme Court this week will not be ignored and there are going to be more cases. So, I, you know, I do think it's really interesting that he's getting behind this and saying, hey, like we said, if this is if this domino falls, then all the other cases get accepted. What do you think? You, you getting excited or what? I think that would be great. I think, I think if anyone uh, or if any state does it, it should be Pennsylvania because that's kind of where uh, it all began, right? Back in the old days in Philadelphia, I think that would be symbolic. I, I, I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think now one of the big things is that that's really happened today that that is just really off the scale in terms of of uh, importance is the fact that Texas, the state of Texas, has now gone to the Supreme Court to challenge the flawed election results, not in the state of Texas, but in four other swing states. It should be all six, but it's four for right now. Texas has gone to the Supreme Court to stop Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin from appointing presidential electors for presumptive President-elect Joseph R. Biden, saying those states held a flawed election. Texas Attorney General Ken, Paxson motion, Ken Paxson's motion is seeking to have the high court order the legislatures of these four states to choose presidential electors, presumably for President Trump, rather 
than going by the vote that was cast because they say the vote is fraudulent. He said election irregularities, let's, let's just replace that word with fraud. He said election fraud in the states cumulatively preclude knowing who legitimately won the 2020 election and threatened to cloud all future elections. Taken together, these flaws affect an outcome determinative numbers an outcome, determinative numbers of popular votes in a group of states that cast outcome determinative numbers of electoral votes, the motion said. The White House Press Secretary, Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany on a personal Twitter account called the move huge. She said, this means Texas will have original jurisdiction to go directly to the Supreme Court. The Texas complaint argues that the other states violated the electors clause of the Constitution, which they did, by making changes to voting rules and procedures through the courts or through executive actions rather than through their state legislatures. Texas also argues that its own votes in the presidential election were debased by the illegal actions of the other states. That's extraordinary, Blake, because what they're saying is the fact that these states, these four, the reason it's only four of the six or seven disputed states, is because they changed their election laws without the consent of their legislatures. And the constitution says, absolutely, it has to be through the legislatures, not through the executive branches, not through the governors. I mean, I think this is an extraordinary case and I, I think it's got real power. What, what say you? Oh, it, it's brilliant. This is yeah, it's a nice little surprise this morning uh, seeing that. And it's like, wow, yeah, they, they make a really good point. Um, these other four states are, are cheating and overthrowing. It cheats the people of the, of Texas and everybody. So they got to have some integrity here. Um, we got to start uh, subpoenaing the sub peanaing these uh, Dominion people as well. But yeah, good call on that. And there was a nice little uh, statistic, speaking of the math, from Tom, Tom Fitton today. Uh, and speaking about that, the Texas Supreme Court lawsuit, he said the odds of Biden beating Trump in the four key battleground states is, quote, less than one in quadrillion to the fourth power. Um, that sounds like a pretty uh, astronomical wow. number to me. Yeah. And, um, I miss that. Yeah, I, I think that I'm not sure, but I think that's given the lead Trump had at the time yeah. the vote counting was stopped in all six of those states. So, yeah, yeah, that's extraordinary. There's no question that there was massive voter fraud. The only question now is what, if anything, is the Supreme Court or, or are, is the United States going to do about it? Are we going to allow this fraudulent election to stand and this sick, twisted, demented pervert to take over the nuclear codes or are we going to stop it and that's really what we're what we're facing here and i think it's it's an extraordinary day today really it, it is because this first ruling which cross our fingers comes tomorrow night could really really change things okay blake let's go to the phones let's see what everybody else wants to talk about 196 people in chat i promise i'm only going to do this two more times 196 people or 192 people on the stream right now don't forget to like subscribe ring the little bell so you can get alerts don't forget to comment on the videos don't forget to support us through the paypal paypal.me slash mike barra and venmo at mike dash barra also don't forget blake wally pb's blake wally paypal.me slash blake wally and don't forget to hit up our sponsors ungovernedtees.com using the code rn2021 real news 2021 for a special discount on all the cool products and merchandise they have there. Okay, so let's go to let's go to the phones. Star Karma's here. Hi, how are you doing? Sean, hello from North Carolina. 
Donald Myers. Oh, that's sweet. God bless America, Mike Barra. It's one R, by the way. Denise Salim is here. Hi, guys. Hi, Denise. How are you? Tamu Najina is here from the depths of Pennsylvania. Sheila from uh, Georgia. Christian Helwig. Nice stocking, Blake. He likes your Christmas stocking bag. Thank you. Kimberly Reck is here, one of my favorite people and a solid statistical analyst who could help uncover a lot of this stuff. Uh, Star Karma says, I'm looking fit like fit. Neither you or me, Blake. I'm not sure which one of us. Nah, that guy's got arms as big as my legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fitness. Fitness has these huge shoulders, but, you know, yeah. he's got bad teeth. <laughs> Casey likes him. Casey thinks he's cute, but okay. Um, Hot Shower 126 says hello from Middle Michigan. Jules in Maryland is here. If I wore that t-shirt here in Maryland, I would be jumped. Yeah, unfortunately, that's probably the case. Jeff Williams wants to uh, bless Chuck Yeager. Thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, Expediliosius loves the t-shirt. Says hi to both of us. Um, Chuck lives down the road for me. Stephen Leister. Leister. Yeah, your friend Stephen was correcting me on it's not Lester, it's Leister. I... Lester's the more conservative approach. Um, no asked, do you think a fighter pilot could maneuver a plane the way it hit the Pentagon on 9-11? Absolutely, because they did. So, yeah, they did. Um, he saw action in three wars. He was a hero of Suzanne Esch's husband. That's Chuck Yeager. That's cool. Um, yeah, he also did test the X-15, which was a death trap. <laughs> so... <laughs> Good for him. You got it takes balls to get in the X-15. Basically, a rocket plane. You start the rockets up, and there's no turning it off. You're just oh, screwed. Test pilots, yeah, they get the biggest balls of all. Yeah, I can yeah. only imagine. Or, or the astronauts going into space. Yeah, no thanks. But uh, yeah, you got to respect those are the real, uh, real heroes. Polly Skirt says she misses my Mars and space seminars. I I do too, but there's nothing. There's no alien stuff going on right now. I mean, you know, it's the, there's no conferences. There's no. Um, there's just nothing there and there's no news other than this new Israeli thing, which again, I think is I'm skeptical of. And I, I, I just want to, I like to sit back like with the, um, with the monolith which monolith, which I think now, I think an artist has come forward and said, I'm the guy who made these things. Um, and, uh, at least I saw something today showing a guy building one and, uh, you know, everybody on, on the UFO alien side, just, they just, like I said, they go balls deep in this stuff just because they think they're going to get attention for it. So, um, Israel de has decommissioned that scientist. Actually, he's a, he's a defense official. So, uh, the aliens wanted to disclose that they existed. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm sure Trump would divulge it if he choose it. Like he would listen to ET. Yeah. If he thought he should, I don't think so. Either. Didn't JFK talk about the grays? There are rumors, Jules, that JFK did talk about that. There's this awesome book called uh, ancient aliens and JFK. That one right there, which you can pick up on Amazon or on limited press uh, written by a really smart guy named Mike Barra, who will tell you all about the alien connection to JFK. Hey, do you believe in that? Was it the um, old story I heard back in my research is the omnipotent krill or something like that? Some weird alien that was uh, trying to negotiate. And I don't know if he. Uh, yeah, they there. I believe that there were discussions and negotiations with uh, American governments and aliens. That's really Laura Eisenhower's um, area because yeah. there definitely were discussions. You know, it was her dad that was involved. But I don't. You know, again, uh, ultimately it doesn't matter because they really don't interfere in our society to, uh, except at a very personal level with the abductions and stuff like that. So, 
you know. Yeah. Well, she's a character too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Put a few drinks in Laura. She's pretty damn entertaining. Uh, Kimberly, I it's the Blue Avians and the Sphere Being Alliance. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence O'Brien, there are no aliens. There are only kinetic, no mutations made in places like Area 51. It's all pre-flood, man. Technology, the grays and all that start out as a human fetus. Okay. That was, uh, Lawrence. That was a little disjointed there. I'm not really tracking that, buddy. I just got to tell you. Um, <laughs> the grays are they like biological androids or are they i don't even know yeah I, you know i think so I, a lot of people have reached that conclusion uh blake and argued that that they're they're like biological androids robots and i think that there's a certain extent uh, that that to, that's true that they are manufactured they're not really you know but they could be like huge factions of stuff so i don't know it could be all kinds of different they could have a whole whatever uh, system to themselves and multiple planets and multiple different philosophies or that's like the Russians, Chinese, the Americans different. I, I don't really know, but uh, it's always been uh, certainly interesting, but you're the uh, expert on that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe as, as we solve all of our problems here in the U S our political problems, yeah. our legal problems, maybe we'll have more time to devote to that. I do think that that is on the agenda for a second uh, or third Trump administration, second or third term for president Trump. Uh, that is definitely on the agenda is, is to get the alien thing out there. That's why Space Force was created in part was so they could make discoveries that nobody had made. Yeah. I'm a badass uh, is laughing. I'm assume she's laughing at my Eric Swalwell farticus video that I played <laughs> over and over again where he farted <laughs> on national television. Uh, Swal Smallwell is comp as compromised as F. Always thought that. Yeah, you could see him in involved in the plot to murder the president at the State of the Union address. Um, he was definitely giving signals and stuff like that. Uh, Jules in Maryland calls him Fartwell. Kimberly calls him Eric Fartwell. I, I prefer Farticus. I see. I wanted Cory Booker to win the Democrat nomination and pick Eric Swalwell because then it could be Spartacus Farticus 2020. That's great. I like that. Self Farticus Spartacus. Uh, Elton Barr should write a song about it. Okay. Let's see if we can get down here. Get some more questions. Um, Flambeau Tarot Healing says, I don't know about walking away clean. It will just take longer. Trump will see it come see to it come hell or high water. Yeah, I really think people like Eric Swalwell. 200 people, we made 200 on the live stream, have to um have to be brought to justice. They're, they absolutely have to be. Um Adrian Crabtree wants to know why do aliens say take me to your leaders? Why do they speak to government and not ordinary people? Well, I think they do speak to ordinary people through the abduction process, through the direct encounter process. You know, I mean, people discount that, but you're telling me, you know, that's not a direct confrontation. And it, it, yeah, You'll, you know, yeah. Oh, some awkward conversations when you've got the, uh, the anal probe, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, who, who knows? I don't know if they come to you with, with dreams or abductions or <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, yeah, they'd say they've met with uh, different factions of governments, whether it was the Germans or Americans. I, I really, I, I couldn't tell you. Well, I'm what I can't separate the, you know, the real stuff from the uh, mis the information, the misinformation, the disinformation. It's always been pretty muddy. But uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, there, Whitley Strieber made the argument years ago that they attempted to contact governments, but that it, they couldn't reach understandings and there were issues, so they decided to screw that and then go with the direct individual. Um, contact, which is the abduction phenomenon. So, and by the way, Blake, do you know how you can tell whether it's going to be a good 
or a bad abduction experience, you know what the difference is? If you wake up face up, it's probably going to be a good experience. But if you wake up face down, all bets are off. So, uh, okay. Still will, Kimberly, you're right. still willing to do a pack analysis of that Ethernet capture of a Dominion machine if I ever get the file. Okay, we know you're out there. If I get any information along those lines, I will pass it along. Uh, David Jones loves your look, Blake. I've never, I never should have yeah. butted my long hair back in August, but it was just too hot here in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a towel, a towel, it'll G coach. I don't know what that stands for. It says watch my state of Texas lawsuit. It could be a huge hammer. I agree. I think that's a really significant, um, really, really significant development that Texas lawsuit. Um, Scott Clark says the pedophilia is the reason for this diversion of COVID. Old men have a lot to lose. Yeah, a lot of powerful guys have a lot to lose. I agree. Um, okay. Pennsylvania is the keystone. Yeah, no kidding. The keystone state. Yeah. Uh, if the Texas case, Walter L says, if the Texas case gets taken up by the Supreme Court, it will be an actual trial taking place in the Supreme Court that will likely be televised. Won't that be amazing? Because this is the perfect opportunity to wake everybody up because don't you think that the mainstream media has to cover that if it happens, Blake? Yeah, it's going to be a very uh, awkward and, and long day for them because, yeah, they like to keep uh, the people in the dark and just maybe show a little highlight uh you know out of context couple things but uh yeah if it's in the supreme court that is going to be a serious game changer yeah if there's a trial over that case in the supreme court i don't think there's any question that they're going to have to televise it so uh dick pangalo wants to know pennsylvania and other states overturn the results will other states like california and washington have their votes legally scrutinized i say yes blake what say you oh absolutely yeah they have have to go through uh, yeah, getting that second term and start overturning this stuff, and they're gonna have to do an audit of all these states and check check it out, and we ensure integrity going forward and in the future for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And then Texas is is blowing this open today by saying, yeah, you can't have even like rogue states doing these things. It, it ruins everything. No, it it yeah. does yeah. nullify Texas vote by not having an honest vote in other states, and this is going to be really interesting because the Constitution. You know, I, I think it's way past time we did have uniform rules in the states for how votes are conducted. Um, and I don't think there's anything unconstitutional about that. And it could lead definitely lead to that. But uh, Walter Elsa says, as a prior military member, I now wonder if my military vote was flipped to a Democratic candidate while its format was being transferred to a format the machine could read. Walter, I'm going to say yes. This has happened many times before. They've got solid evidence of that happening now. Um, absolutely happening now in, in this election. So there's, there's no question that that's the case, that uh, vo votes have just been stolen over the years. Um, Shoshona Fawn says, send me an address where to send you a shirt, Blake. You guys can okay. do that. Yeah. Right? I'll have to, I'll have to get in touch uh, sometime after the show. Maybe uh, yeah. Mike's got your email. Or Oops, I, got the wrong, I got the wrong banner up there. This is the lady who runs ungovernedtees.com. So, oh, nice. Well, she's well, going to be a good shirt. Uh, and again, Shoshona, I, I, I want a shirt that reads like that banner that went over the, the stadium in England the, day, the first Saturday of the Premier League after the election. The whole world knows Trump won. And give me some good Trump graphic there. That's that's a shirt I want. Um, uh, David Jones says he's aliened out, but he misses Art Bell. Yeah, I miss I miss Art too. He was a, he was a great guy, tremendous talent. Um, 
Mike still won't admit the Pentagon was hit on 9-11 by a missile strike, not a plane. That's why there is never any sign of plane debris or any footage taken of supposed plane crash. Walter, that's completely wrong. The video evidence shows a 757, and there's all kinds of 757 debris um, inside the Pentagon. I showed you photographs. Go to my 9-11 video on this YouTube channel, Mike Barra Official. It's right there. I show you the pictures. That's completely wrong. You know, again, basically, Blake, what I find is that everybody who says something other than planes had anything to do with 9-11, everything that they they believe that they know about it is just simply wrong. It's just not the case. There's yeah. all kinds of pictures. Yeah, I wish they would release more footage from that because they only have like the the literally the four frames from some gas station ways away. But uh, yeah, we, we need to get that out. I'd like to see that investigation, yeah. more pictures. At least that would, you know, get people to believe the story a little bit more or what have you. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that it's still classified. And I am I think that once we get President Trump back, re-inaugurated back in office, I think that's something we should start pressuring him for, Blake, is publicly is to get people together to get a petition to release the rest of the security camp footage from 20 years ago at the Pentagon because it's the 20-year anniversary and it was a 757, and I can prove that four different ways. And I want to see the, the other footage, too, to show that it's a plane and not a missile to put a lot of this other silly stuff to bed. Yeah, it's taken forever just to get stuff out of the JFK's thing still. So hopefully we'll get the more disclosure on the 9-11 thing. Well, at some point too. That's the thing. You know, it's not that I'm it's not that I'm not a, a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. I absolutely am. But just not all the not all this nonsense about what brought the buildings down. I tell you what, if you fly a fully fueled jetliner into a building, it's going to come down. Uh, trust me. Uh, is the Valiant Thor story credible? No, hot shower. It's it's not. It's just a story. It's a nice story. It's fun, but it's credible. No, there's no credible evidence that it's true. There's just a picture of some guy who looks like Bjorn from the TV show Vikings, the Bjorn character. You know, oh, this is an alien from another planet. Oh, he's a Nordic. Uh, yeah. No, I don't even know that story. Yeah. Ghost speaker Mike, have you ever had your own personal contact experience with aliens? I have not, at least not consciously. I've had some really interesting dreams that felt pretty real, but that's about it. Uh, Stardust Moon says, hey, Blake, nice job with the Xmas decor, really? Maybe we should, maybe I should spruce up my my background too for Christmas. Well, I'd, I'd like to get my green screen uh, at some point because this bare wall was just getting to be too much. So that was, went over to yeah. the uh, dollar show, dollar store and uh, got some Christmas uh, I gear. Like, I like the ho, ho, ho in the background. Thank Who you. doesn't like ho, ho, ho's, right? Uh, Laura Mills wants California to be audited. I'm sure it went red. A lot of people also believe it went red. And, and you know, the interesting thing is that is that as Walker, Texas says, the whole election was a scam. A lot of these, these people that are in office, a lot of these governors, the people who are fighting to keep the legal vote from being counted in their states are all bought and paid for by China and probably were elected um, based on this Smartmatic fraud and other methods of fraud in previous elections. So they're not even the real governments of their states. Uh, Suzanne Ash was listening to Brooks Agnew. He thinks highly of you. I think highly of Brooks Agnew. And in fact, I should try to have him on as a guest. What do you think, Blake? If we do this again on Thursday, maybe I can call Brooks and see if he wants to be on. You know who Brooks is? No, actually, I don't. I know Spiro Agnew, but that was a long time ago. Um, Dr. Brooks Agnew, he's a great guy, uh, and he said one of the best lines I've ever said of the I've ever heard of the conference. He said, "Remember, remember, folks, if you have one great idea, you're a genius. If you have two great ideas, you're a crackpot." So that's important to. Uh, so anyway, yeah, already. 
I, I will. That's an idea, Susan. We can have him on as a guest on Thursday if me and Blake do this again on solo on Thursday. Star Karma says, hey, Mike, can you explain Gina Haspel's role in it all? That's one player I don't, don't understand. I can't. I do have information from um, Simon Parks, who's a guy I like a lot, who I do know is connected, who basically said that Gina Haspel was in Frankfurt at the server farm, the CIA server farm. She was trying to stop it from being seized. And um, she, her bodyguard shot and killed five special forces guys. She was wounded. She was taken prisoner. She turned and you're not really ever going to see Gina Haspel again. You're going to, she's going to make one final public appearance where she's removed as CIA director or resigns or whatever. Um, and that's going to be that. And, and if she, if she has turned state's evidence and is cooperating with the Alliance, then she's going to go away. Uh, Blake, you got any thoughts on Gina Haspel? No, I just an incredible story. And I listened to the broadcast yesterday and that was, uh, yeah, very interesting. It's just, it's mind blowing. And yeah, some crazy commando badass. I, I don't know that we'd kill five special forces guy. I don't know. It's like a personal bodyguard of the CIA. I mean, oh, yeah. he's a special forces guy himself. And you could do that with a, with a grenade or something thrown into the right place. Oh yeah. Or he's yeah. a super soldier. I don't even, I have no well, idea. At this point. Well, I mean, <laughs> You know, look, and these guys are good, Blake, and they're yeah. good at figuring out ways to kill, um, yeah. kill other other people. Uh, Leela Ward says, no plane hit the Pentagon. Leela, you're wrong. Watch my 9-11 video. It was a 757. One of the reasons we can tell is because in one of the frame captures, we can see the tail, and the tail is about three-quarters of the height of the Pentagon wall, which is, guess what, exactly the tail height of a 757. So... We know it was a 757. We have eyewitnesses who saw it fly over their heads who said it was a 757. And we have zero ev and we have parts from 757 strewn all over the inside of the Pentagon. So yeah, it was a plane. Uh, as David Jones says, it was in fact a plane. By the way, Shoshana, I wanted to um, apologize. I realized yesterday I completely forgot to put ungoverned tees out as a banner while we were talking. Um, Yeah, Jules chimes in. I worked for both American Airlines and the Pentagon during that time period. There was wreckage on the grass at the Pentagon that day, not the Ontagon. I don't know what the Ontagon is, but that's a cool name. I'm going to steal that for oh, a yeah. Anyway. Nice. Uh, Mike, did Area 51 engineers reverse engineer UFO craft? Yes, they did. We've, we've had UFO technology since 1958, I think, basically. Um, and we've built craft from that technology that we figured out. And I wrote a book about that called Hidden Agenda, NASA and the Secret Space Program, which you should pick up. Dreamer Ultra says, with all the vote flipping, it's mind boggling to think how many votes Trump actually got, 80 to 110 million. Yeah, I think officially it's 73 million, Blake. I've heard he's closer to 78 or 80 million. And you hear anything along those lines? I mean, yeah, once they do the audit and figure it all out and figure out all the vote flipping and all that, um, yeah, because you had record turnout. So, yeah, who knows? Could be, yeah, 80 would be quite a milestone. And, yeah, once it's all settled and we go through this over the next year or so, how long it takes, uh, yeah, I think it's certainly when it could be. Yeah. 9-11, uh, how's this, Mike, a combination of airplanes and direct energy weapons? Uh, no, you don't need direct energy weapons. You just need airplanes. <laughs> you just... If you fly a 450,000 pound airplane into a building at 500 miles an hour with a full fuel load, 
it's going to come down. I'm sorry. It's going to come down. I just, I, I knew that uh, from the very beginning. Uh, Blake, is that a ho, ho, ho reference, re referencing heels of Harris? <laughs> <laughs> I should put like your picture on there or something like that. Maybe I could like in one of those O's or something. I'll put a little picture of her. We'll see. I mean, it's a good idea. Thank you. Jules loves Simon Parks. Sheila loves Simon Parks. Where's Hunter? Where's Gina Haspel? Where's Hunter? Yeah. Um, Walker, Texas, we're a nation of sheep run by wolves, owned by pigs. Yeah, well, can't really disagree with that. Um, Citizen Quasar, sorry, watch my 9-11 video right here on Mike Barra Official. And we don't, and here's what I pointed out. We don't need there to be missiles and fake airplanes and shit like that for there to be a conspiracy around 9-11. You need to let go of that part of it. There was a conspiracy to get us into a war. The conspiracy was, hey, let's let Muslims hijack airplanes and fly them into the Twin Towers and start a war. That was the conspiracy. Okay. That's all. Well, the project, the new American century. But then they have that reinforcement on the Pentagon, right? Where they, uh, where the, where the hit. And then it was like a $2.3 trillion that was missing. Well, there's that. But again, yeah. again, Blake, that yeah. story is kind of a story yeah. too. And nobody, I mean, I have to go back and watch the video and they really didn't say it was missing. They said they weren't quite sure how it got spent. And it, so it's kind of nebulous on that. And yeah. also Blake, if you wanted to wipe that out of the news, I don't know why you would have it the, the press conference the day before. Wouldn't you have it the same day or intend to have it? I mean, and again, why would you have a news conference to bring attention to it? So it's yeah. some of the logic doesn't doesn't really fit there. Uh, Vincent Vescola wants to know what's up with the mechanic. I spoke to him a couple weeks ago. I do want to ask him. I need to get back with him and ask him about where Gina Haspel is. So um, that is thanks for bringing that up. That's on my agenda, Vincent. Um, when Sydney said, we just don't know if it was the good guys or the bad guys. That's when you knew something was going down. Yeah. It turns out the information I have is that it was the good guys. The information Simon Parks has is it was the good guys. Actually, I don't have the information. I have to check with the mechanic on that. Um, and Jennifer says it was the good guys. So, um, let's see. Oh yeah. More, more debating about nine 11. Yeah, I uh, saw a video of Biden limping with no boot. Yeah, he had no boot on the other day when he went to the cemetery or church where there was a cemetery outside. So interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> I confess, Rives. And look, just watch the video. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, I think at this point, that's about it. 205 people in today for today's news update. Thanks for joining us. Um, watch the Pennsylvania ruling. Again, Jennifer says late Wednesday or sometime Thursday that Alito is going to rule on this. He's going to give it a day. Um, oh, Dave Case says Judge Sullivan finally dismissed the Flynn case as moot due to the pardon. Really? I did. That must have just happened. I hope that's true. Because um, there were there was arguments today that it was it was going to, you know, yeah, go. I saw that. I was like, really? And I didn't want to cover it. I read the story. But um, yeah, that'd be nice if he changed his mind on that one. Yeah. Which, yeah maybe, they, maybe they told him you're going to go to Gitmo if you don't get this. Well, anyway, 200 people still in the live stream. Thanks for watching. We'll be back tomorrow. It's me and Casey tomorrow on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Ring a little bell. 
Hit the paypal.me slash Mike Barra. Hit the Venmo at Mike Dash Barra. Hit the Blake Wally PayPal if you can. Paypal.me slash Blake Wally. And especially don't forget to hit our um, our uh, wonderful sponsors, Ungoverned Tees. Use the code RN2021 for a special discount on cool t-shirts like Obama as the devil. Also, uh, don't forget, Jennifer and I are going to do a special event in 19 days on the 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific. She's going to do readings. It's $27. You get a free private chat like this, and she will give extensive, more, far more extensive readings than she's able to do on Mondays for a hugely discounted price over what she normally charges for a reading, which I think is 99 bucks. And so you're getting it for 27. You get to ask three questions or have five or 10 minutes of her time. And you can ask about anything, anything to do with your personal life, anything at all going on in your, in your life or in, in the future that you want to, um, you want to get focused on. So thanks very much for joining us today. We appreciate it very, very much for TV's Blake Wally somewhere East of somewhere east of California. I am your host, Mike Barron, in Seattle, Washington. Thanks for joining us. If there's breaking news, like a Pennsylvania ruling from Justice Alito, we'll probably be back, or at least I will. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. Me and Casey, same bat time, same bat channel. Everybody have a good day. I need to go eat some breakfast, so.